0: Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection.
1: Welcome to this fantastic episode of Podcast 2187. This is episode 149, which means that next week, I have just realized this, which means that I might have to come up with something cool for next week because I really haven't thought about it at all yet. And I'm feeling bad because I should have prepped something for a 150th episode. But you know what? If you have any ideas, let me know. Uh, I do. Uh, Well, we're not talking to you yet. Um, I'm about to introduce you. Mark, how are you doing?
0: (laughs) I'm doing fine. Thank you. Are you?
1: Do you have any ideas for what we might be able to do do. next week? Oh, please share. I'm I'm really interested.
0: Next episode would be amazing if uh, we
1: did some show prep. (laughs) Hey, we do okay.
0: Or if I got notes.
1: I used to do that, and it didn't seem to make a difference.
0: No, I, I think people like us whether we do notes or not.
1: And the, well, and I mean, point... let, let's be real. I, when I did the show notes, did we stick to them? I was the only person who used no. them anyway. So, like, I why blame... am I doing it to send it to you guys? If or you, I blame Jared
0: not... on that. I, I blame. I blame our, our dearly um, not departed, as in he passed away, <laughs> but are are gone on to other things. Uh, co-host Jared. Uh, he he and I were very good at digressing. You yeah, you were. To keep me, you managed to keep me on track a lot better. Now, you do. You managed to keep me focused well, on Star Wars. Well, because I'm so only then, going
1: against one person now instead of two. Yeah. I'm not outnumbered.
0: That being said, did you watch Battle at Big Rock last night? The Jurassic Park uh, short film. You know it. Ah, uh, it was so <laughs> good. I know you're the biggest Jurassic Park fan. And you wouldn't absolutely, uh, you know, miss that. Or even you would have it set on your calendar to know that it was on, right?
1: I mean, you're absolutely correct that Jurassic Park is my number two franchise behind Star Wars. Um, I'll, I'll, stop my, I'll stop my statement there.
0: The fact that I see, after I watched it last night, okay, and I look and I was like, oh, who did the music? And I find the music, the person who did the music. And I go to see who it is. And they've only got like 40-something followers, right? And one of them is you.
1: It's me. Because Trevorrow tweeted something about the staff of who it is. Yeah. And, and it's music by. Yeah, it's music by. And I'm like, click that follow. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really good. Uh, I, obviously, let's just be honest. Tim didn't see it yet. Uh, he, he's a busy guy. so.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, sorry. Don't mean to throw you under the bus. Maybe, but... yeah, well, yeah, you do. Right. What else
1: do you yeah. mean by that?
0: I don't know. I didn't want to keep playing this game and acting like you know. Oh yeah, because nobody watching. could tell. <laughs> but look, look, but.
1: I, I thought it was this coming weekend, like the one that's coming up now, and I, I was like, I'm still psyched. I'm gonna find it and watch it for sure. Because, like I well, said, Jurassic Park is and, number two behind Star Wars for me.
0: And it was on at like almost ten o'clock, and then it's way past your bedtime.
1: Oh, sure.
0: have recording? it's it's nine something in your area right now so no it's
1: definitely it's it's almost eight thirty now we moved it up normally huh? it would be okay
0: i honestly you're right yeah. i just did the math wrong
1: this is why i've got so much more energy right now like i am hyped i'm like i'm with it because man it's not nine thirty. <laughs> 30 it's true it's good
0: okay so so here's the thing the reason i even brought up uh battle at a uh, big rock yeah. I get that and Blackrock all mixed together. So the reason I even brought it up is because is it's a really cool way to sort of keep an audience interested in a franchise. Now, it, it seems kind of odd that it, it seems like for, for as big a franchise as Jurassic World is and Jurassic Park is in general, that we haven't learned much about the next movie. There's a lot of games being played. We know who's writing it. We know who's directing it. Um, Colin this, yeah. Well, and he's also he's co-writing it with uh, I forget what her name is. Uh, she's is actually it, is a it Amanda movie. Silver? Uh, I'm not sure. I think she was the one who wrote the episode last night. It's like shoot, eight shoot. minutes. It's basically a, a family is uh, camping in the wilderness, and they come there's a dinosaur encounter, and it and it was it was pretty damn good. I'll tell you that. Um, but the the point is, is that this is something that. I think we might see more and more of going forward, and it doesn't make sense why we haven't already. I mean, they're really the first ones to sort of tackle it. But like, like take for example, you could have a short eight-minute PO, and I'm and I'm using PO for a reason. But you could have a short eight-minute PO, um, sort of like webisode, so to speak. Yeah, that happens in between Last Jedi and and and. And rise of skywalker you, you take you take uh, uh oscar isaac for a few days or maybe even a few hours you film a couple scenes and the rest of it is is uh, computer graphics of him flying in a, in a x-wing versus you know tie fighters it uh. doesn't it doesn't take much to keep people interested like this you know and, and and i've long suggested that they do this more and more especially for the marvel stuff like if you've already got sets built and you already have the cast let's say you have the cast uh, you know, let's say you're doing a Fantastic Four movie and it's got Doctor Doom in it. Why not have a little Doctor Doom mini series or whatever? You just take the actor over with some other sets and you film it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it does. I just I just like to remember the, two real quick. The guy is Derek Connolly who writes with Colin Girard. They were going to be doing episode nine, the two of them as the writers, at first, and then uh, obviously not anymore. But
0: yeah, I know because you know they had such a huge falling out. With Kathleen Kennedy and um, Colin Trevorrow that,
1: you know... the Catholic, Creative differences. Uh,
0: well, that's that's the rumor. That's the standard,
1: and, like, excuse.
0: And that behind the scenes, it was reported that he was such a jerk and they had problems with him on Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. He he was, like, a horrible, you know... He was a horrible uh, director and he kept everybody, you
1: Which know, scared.
0: Which I don't scared. buy. Well, no, he, he's... Directing the third one,
1: he's directing and writing the third one because they asked him back. Uh, the entire re- he was gonna do The Force Awakens for a little bit, and then that didn't work out with JJ and all this stuff. So then that's when Kathleen Kennedy's husband, Frank Marshall, was like, Yo, come over, and do my franchise, let's get Jurassic World done. And, right. and, he,
0: and he probably would have done, he would have done uh, uh, the second Jurassic World, I believe, if he wasn't already in the middle of writing, you know, and preparing for, for Rise of Skywalker or episode nine.
1: Probably. And the other thing is, too, and obviously you can't tell everything just by one meaning, whatever, but I have met him and he genuinely seemed like a good, nice guy who genuinely just wants to tell good stories. Like that's just seems to be who he is.
0: And the Kennedy Marshall company the other day, the Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall husband and wife company retweeted a Colin Trevorrow, you know. Colin Trevorrow was wishing Frank Marshall a happy birthday, right? So they retweeted it. So if there's bad blood, you know. They're not they were handling sug- it well. <laughs> well, yeah, they were. Su- they were suggesting that that he and, and Captain Kennedy butted heads, and perhaps you know, I'll say they had a disagreement. I'm not saying sure. that, but sure. they implied that he was disrespectful. You know, or the, and they implied that he had a that like he was an egomaniac, basically. And it's like that's not the situation, right? I, I don't ever believe it was a situation because. His career trajectory after being let go from Star Wars does not reflect it. He's still working with the same people that he was working with before.
1: Look, pe- people love drama, and you know, especially if you are somebody one of a few people who think you have an angle on a story and you're telling it to somebody who's going to put out your story because you're a source. You know, sometimes things get increased in translation. It's a game of telephone with drama, and stuff gets added and you know inferred and all this and. You can't always, really start, like, same thing with Phil Lord and Chris Miller. You know, you can't always take these things at face value for what they say is going on.
0: I think the only one we've been able to take at face value was Josh Trank in the Boba Fett film.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I will second that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the only one we, we heard the rumors. That everyone was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like. Well,
1: and good. he's he's done that before. It's not like it was the first time anybody was saying that about him.
0: What has he done since then? I thought he did a movie recently, and it didn't go that well.
1: I yeah, I think I can't remember what it was, but I do think I saw, like you said, he did something, and it was not like like people who saw it said it wasn't bad, but most people didn't see it or something like oh, that. Oh, it
0: might have been. It was it was a bright burn? Was it?
1: I don't know. Let me look that up. But but
0: needless to say, you, you know, uh, back to what I was trying to to talk about.
1: No, that uh, was David no, Urofsky.
0: Uh, okay. Um, so the original black-and-white Dracula, right? Um, the one starring Bill Lugosi. They would film that movie during the day. And then at night, they would use the sets, and a whole different crew would come in, a whole different set of actors and a director would come in, and they would film the Spanish-language Dracula. And same everything, just different actors, you know, but same sets. And And a lot of people actually prefer the directing of... Um, the Spanish language version, it's much more inventive as far as camera angles and whatnot. But the idea of, you know, using these sets for other purposes, you know, I, I think in sort of this future to where, you know, everything sort of is cross pollinated as far as Disney Plus is feeding into movies and movies are feeding into Disney Plus, this sort of using each other as, as a hype mechanism, you know. Certainly yeah. makes sense. You yeah. know, like, uh, uh, imagine, imagine. Depending on the timing, if you go to see, let's say you're going to see Rise of uh, Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian's not out yet, but you have maybe a five minute, you know, vignette or whatever of the Mandalorian doing something mm-hmm. that you can only see in the theater, but that kind of convinces you, hey, buy Disney Plus. Right. You know, I, I think these things are going to be more common, sort of like the Marvel one shots. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, that they used to do, when they put on the DVD uh, or Blu-ray release. I, I think this thing might be these things might be more common. I certainly hope they are. Uh, There's a lot of little fun stuff that you can that you can have uh, or or see as a fan.
1: Yeah, uh, well, let me just turn real quick. Josh Trank has not done anything since. Uh, Fantastic Four, but he is currently working on a movie that's supposed to come out this year. Uh, it's called Fonzo, and the description is, the forty or yeah, the 47-year-old Al Capone, after 10 years in prison, oh, starts yes, suffering yes. from dementia, and comes to be haunted by his violent past, and Al Capone is played by Tom Hardy.
0: Yes, I've seen the pictures of Al Capone as Tom Hardy. He looks amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah, I remember being really kind of impressed by how well it yeah. worked.
0: that's a guy I'd like to see in uh, in Star Wars. Sorry, I would. You know, I, at one Tom point. Tom Hardy. Yeah, at one point. Uh, I used to say, uh, we kind of. No, I mean look, no. <laughs> no, no <stop. laughs> I mean, I want to see his face. Okay. You know, and and I know in the past that I used to say I don't want anybody too big. You know, because it's Star Wars, it's Superstars. Not nah, to hell with it. Yeah. <laughs> look, Woody Harrelson, I, I think is probably the most you know notorious. I wouldn't say notorious, but you know he has a face. So sure. you recognize, you know, Woody Harrelson from a ton of different stuff right. and he was in Star Wars and he was great. So right.
1: we're speaking of, we haven't really talked about Star Wars yet. Uh, so let's, let's bring that up. The we first thing about
0: ideas that can affect Star Wars.
1: Eh, well, yeah, but I guess the first thing we can just kind of cover real quick is about some rumors for a Disney plus uh, series,
0: right? I set, I set you up for uh, Woody Harrelson solo.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking of Woody Harrelson and solo. The movie. What, what if we get a spin off here from that movie? Being a Disney Plus series uh, that is surrounding the Crimson Dawn syndicate. Apparently, that's, that, that's a word going around, and people, including uh, Jordan Mason on Twitter, if you're familiar with him, he even said that he has heard a lot of chatter about that. So, the may the or news, may not be happening.
0: The news was broken, so to speak, by Star Wars Unity. Um, it's a new venture run by uh, Jeremy Conrad. He and uh, Jason used to work together. Jason from making Star Wars used to work together back in the day. Uh, and Jeremy right now is well known for you know MCU cosmic and breaking scoops over there. So it seems to be pretty reliable as far as a, as far as a source. But what makes this really interesting is that everyone's you know been hashtagging and and fighting for make solo Two happen and this this isn't going to be solo 2 right it's definitely going to include elements of solo and you may even at some point you know Uh, find han solo and chewbacca orlando in it but well i think (laughs) well maul's not solo to me as much as he was in it oh well that's true you know but well uh, what about amelia clark
1: like oh, we God, don't we I don't know so... or Paul be- Paul Bettany. Like we don't know. Oh, oh. well, that's like we don't know when this is. This could be before. If if that's it's before, we before. might get Paul Bettany. If it's after, we could get Amelia Clark.
0: Ah, uh, God, please! I, I I There is a void in my life without Amelia Amelia Clark in it. Clark in it. Excuse me. <laughs> that's my it's the whiskey talking. <laughs> Amelia Clark, my my Game of Thrones. You know. Uh
1: huh yeah it's over, it's, so you need more
0: I need more Amelia Clark I need her back as uh have her back as uh what was her name Sarah Connor, which wasn't a bad Terminator movie by the way, the one she was in
1: okay
0: i mean I mean really none of them have been I, none of them have risen to the Terminator one and two level
1: none of them have risen to Oscars or anything like that I mean no it's just you know for what they are.
0: God, why are you gonna be so Osc- Oscars? That's not it's. They're fun movies.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's what they are. Except for what they are, they're, they're fun summer type movies that aren't intended to be legendary or anything. I mean, in that way. Well,
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark didn't even win an Oscar as far as Best Picture. Sure. Well, what did Ch- did Chariots the Fire beat out Empire Strikes Back as far as score that year?
1: I think so. Well, I, I don't. I remember it was nominated I think wasn't A New Hope the only one to win an Oscar for, and they genre, like, you for Star Wars and like, they've all been nominated pretty much but I think A New Hope was the only one that won the Oscar
0: for music yeah or are talking about for best picture
1: no for the music
0: yeah well for music I think it's won a couple times I don't know
1: I'm sure I'm I mean
0: I can think of that I, I know the music off the top of my head too <laughs> near that's how it starts it won (laughs) best original score in 1982 no that's that's who did it go against
1: was that raiders or was that
0: Uh, 81 raiders i thought was well i don't know let me see this is always interesting to me because it's been it has been shut out so many times as far as uh you know as far as music i think i think it might have beaten out et and I don't even want to hear you say a damn thing.
1: What? AT. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastically amazing movie that is probably underrated by most people.
0: It's better than Jurassic Park.
1: I do don't, you
0: I don't hear you agreeing on that.
1: Correct. You do not. This
0: is too complicated to find. You're much better... Uh...
1: Well, yeah, I'm checking. uh, A New Hope did win the best original score for that year. Um, You know what? We're we're gonna do it this way. Hold on.
0: No, I found it. I think.
1: I'm looking it up by year. Yeah,
0: by year it's great. I'm just in the '40s. Now I'm in the
1: '50s. Okay, I'm already in this. I'm in the '80s. Uh, Uh, What do you want? '82.
0: I think it was 82 when it beat A- out. E.T. E-
1: uh, e- won in 82. S- did it really? Yeah.
0: Okay, well then what year was it?
1: Was, what What did you say it was again?
0: Chariots of Fire in 1981 beat out. So it was 82 Oscars for the 81 movies. Chariots of Fire beat out Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Unbelievable. So in
1: 1980, Fame beat Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, that didn't yes. win. God. 83 uh the right stuff beat return of the jedi
0: ah, it hurts so bad
1: in 99 the phantom menace was not nominated what the crap
0: hey hold on 80, 83 was a horrible year there's like three movies nominated Yentl the sting 2 and trading places and i and i like trading places but What a horrible year that is! So, Passage to India from Maurice Jarre beat out Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in '84. It even beat out The Natural, and The Natural has a very distinct theme.
1: So, okay, so here's something that's that's really interesting to me. Um, I was correct when I, The A New Hope is the only one to win an Oscar. Okay, Empire was nominated, did not win. Return of the Jedi was nominated, did not win. The Phantom Menace was not nominated. Attack of the Clones was not nominated. And Revenge of the Sith was not nominated. However, John Williams did have at least one movie that was nominated in each of those years. They just were not any of the prequel movies. Okay, so what
0: movies were they? Uh,
1: in 99, it was Angela's Ashes. Okay, it's it's
0: automatically not a... And I'm a John Williams fan. It's automatically not a better score than yeah. Phantom Menace.
1: Oh yeah. In oh two it was Catch Me If You Can. Which is uh, good, but I mean Across the Stars is better.
0: Yes, by far.
1: Um and in O five he had two nominations. One was for Munich and one was for Memoirs of a Geisha. Which again, uh, fantastic, but Revenge of the Sith though. <laughs> However, since then weird. I mean I been...
0: can under honestly I can understand from a more artsy, fartsy sort of, you know. Let's give it to Memoirs of Geisha or Munich or whatever over Revenge of the Sith. But Angelus Ashes, Ashes, I mean, come on.
1: The thing is, there is more. well, (laughs) I mean, it's hard because, again, those are fantastic scores. I mean, it's John Williams. Duh. But, like, there just seems to be more uh, to it. In the Star Wars ones, like in the prequels especially, uh, he was nominated for both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. He did not win either of those. Um, the Force Awakens lost to The Hateful Eight by Ennio Morricone, and uh, Last Jedi lost to The Shape of Water by Alexander Desplat. F Desplat, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he's overrated. Um, and then in 20 right? Yeah, twenty twenty slash nineteen. However, they do their thing i guess the 2019 oscars uh the rise of skywalker won for a best well, score.
0: it really might in the it same should way
1: that... but how well if they didn't even nominate revenge of the sith i mean okay
0: but here's the thing so 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 here's the way i look at it and we didn't even intend to talk about film scores but it's just what tim and i do um <laughs> so hateful eight did not have a ton of uh it didn't have a ton of new music, so to speak, and and essentially from what I from what I've read and and listened to in interviews, um, he Morricone essentially just came up with with a theme and did variations on a theme and then delivered it to Quentin and said, put it in wherever you can find spots for it. So he wasn't really recording at the picture. He was just kind of doing free form music, and I and I love the theme and I can think of the theme right now off the top of my head, uh-huh. but he won the Academy Award more so for his body of work than the actual score itself. He'd never won an Academy right. Award before. So it was kind of like, we're sorry for ignoring you for all these amazing scores you've done in your life. Um, so here's the award. And I get it. I understand it. It's not always cool when it happens, but it's not a lifetime achievement award. Is it? It's not, but he's still, you know, people look at it that way. And I honestly think that, that if, Unless there's something unbelievably amazing that is going up against John Williams and Rise of Skywalker, I honestly think he will win for his body of work. Not so much for his body of work in totality, but what he's done to the music scene. You know, Star Wars, his scores for Star Wars reinvigorated that the entire
1: industry for film music and pretty much everybody who's doing it right now pretty much every composer if you ask them hey why are you a film composer they're like you know what i saw star wars in the theaters in 77 or growing up or whatever depending on how well they are and i decided that's what i needed to do with my life by hearing that score yep like everybody you know, it's just it's what it is. And real quick, before we get back to the like, the actual Star Wars conversation, because, again, we actually have some stuff to get to. We haven't touched any of it yet, But or a little bit. But uh, the 2014 um, Oscar for Best Music or Original Score that you were just talking about, that's when Display won for the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, and then he actually won it again for The Shape of Water in 2017. But um, initially in 2014 is when he won that one. And I still have an issue with this because the thing is, uh this spot had two nominations that year he had the grand budapest hotel and he had the imitation game okay he was going up against interstellar by Hans zimmer mr turner oh. by gary Yershan, and the theory of everything by johan johansson okay so here's my thing i would have easily put interstellar and or the theory of everything as the winner hands down they're both good personally i, I kind of like to see the theory of everything get it because i think uh, johansson kind of deserved that but they're both great even if you're like, no, Displot has to win it. Okay, the Imitation Game was better than the Grand Budapest Hotel. And the, for the record, this this is an unpopular opinion. Any, any other soundtrack people who are listening to this are probably going to hate me for saying that. But that's that's how it is for me. Like, if you're going to give it to him, at least give it to him for the Imitation Game. Anyway, I'm done. All right, Star Wars. You're
0: worrying me, though. Is Displot scoring anything this year?
1: Uh, let me look it up real quick.
0: I don't know I don't know how you look it up. The spot 2019 maybe? No, I'm just uh, looking up his team. IMDB
1: page to see what his projects are.
0: Man, that guy, he's like, you know, paying off the industry. It's just like he's
1: in with the right people, kinda of. it's whatever. It's cool to like him. 1819. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2. Nope. He's got the Secret Life of Pets 2. He's got an officer and a spy. Adults in the room. And Little, Little women, women, and a short that was called Held for a Moment, but the short probably won't get that. Uh, Did Little Women
0: already come out?
1: No, it's it's I think coming out in like November or oh, something.
0: Oh no! I think. It's got Meryl Streep in it and Laura Dern. It's Oscar caliber.
1: Yeah, it's it's Emma gonna Watson, get nominated.
0: Florence Pugh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: How do you pronounce her name?
1: Pugh. I'll, I will to disagree with you. How about that? You know,
0: it's got Timothy Chalamet in there and I always see that guy's name but I have no idea who that kid is. Oh, that dude. What was he in? He's an interstellar. What the... What do I know?
1: What, wasn't he the guy in, in, in like the Oscar movie last time? Or a couple know. times ago? Um, yeah, here. Yeah, Call Me By Your Name or whatever that won a couple of things. I think he... Didn't he win for that?
0: I don't know. Timothy Chalamet? I don't know. What is it? Hold on. Let me see.
1: Oh, Sorcerer Ronan. She's in it.
0: I heard it's Cersei. Uh, I
1: Cersei. don't even know anymore. Look, she was in Running for Ray at one point. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm personally, I'm much happier with Daisy Ridley. but um, Emma Watson, Laura, D- Laura Dern, Meryl Streep.
0: Yeah. Or it's going to be... Cooper. Just so everybody knows... Tim and I are calling it now. It's going to be a two-way race between, well, it's going to be between uh, uh, John Williams, Alexander Desplat. I wouldn't be surprised if they nominate uh, Alan Silvestri in there for Endgame, to be honest.
1: Honestly, they should. I don't think it should win, but it should be a nomination, I would think.
0: And If he won, that would be a body of work win. I'm not sure what yeah. else has been solid this year, you know, as far as as far as scores.
1: I mean, they look. The thing is, it's probably going to be mostly ones like the rest of the Oscars that no one's ever seen. True, very true.
0: It's going to be what, what did uh, what South Park used to call it—the movies like Gay Cowboys Eating Pudding. That <laughs> that's what, that's what always wins. Just random different movies, right? So like Grand Buda, Budapest Hotel.
1: Oh, well, at least I'd seen that and like seen previous for it and stuff. I
0: haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's, who, who
1: it's Wes Anderson.
0: No, I do not I like Wes Anderson films.
1: I Personally, like but, the Coen brothers much better than him, if we're going to compare oh, the God. two. Yeah. I mean, he, he's I not bad, but I'm not necessarily a fan either.
0: I think I gave up on his films after Bottle Rocket.
1: I mean, like I said, the Coen brothers are awesome. Like, I will see a movie just because they did it. Speaking of, uh, Inside Lewin Davis. If you haven't seen that, you should. Oscar Isaac is in it. Adam Driver is in it. Uh, Justin Timberlake. And it's good. It's fun. And it's the Coen brothers. So there you go. Um all right, we're going to run through <laughs> some Star Wars stuff we got to get to cuz we're almost done with the episode and we haven't touched it yet. Um so these are just some more uh inf- inf- tidbits, information things to come out recently from as you probably should guess by now, Jason at makingstarwars.net um is podcasting. Um and if you listen to our past couple episodes, we've been covering a lot of the new uh information and leaks and and rumors and all this kind of stuff. So, we're just giving a couple more things in addition to that. Uh, so, the first thing this comes from now, this is podcasting, uh, the most recent episode. Uh, apparently, at some point, C3PO does get his memory erased. Okay. Um, okay. And that, well, that is a, an emotional part of the film. Uh, yeah, and, cry. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, it, it has this type of.
0: Uh, Wait, are we doing spoilers s- for everybody? Yeah. Spoilers? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, I well, my, so, we are, <laughs> well, and apparently it has some sort of a like self sacrificial feel to it. Um, and that uh, he has some sort of like shutting down kind of thing going on. Um, having said that, there is a follow up to this, which isn't necessarily right here, but supposedly it's somewhat of a fake out where he doesn't really like tie per se and. Rumor supposedly has it that R2 kind of surprises everybody because he has a backup in him uh, of of the memory. And so he doesn't really, really lose it. It's just like a temporary thing. Um, Having said that, I do not know. Mark, you asked me before. It was a good question. I don't know if it is including... The prequel memory or not and it's interesting because early on early on and I wonder if this is a Trevorrow script or, or what or if it just developed from JJ or what it is but there was a big rumor and conversation about them going finding the uh, blockade runner which we know is still in the movie and that they would find 3PO's old prequel memories on that and he could kind of have this moment of remembering Anakin so to speak and that was I, I loved that idea I thought it was great and it seems to have been scrapped potentially well, um, what if
0: it's not? What if it's not scrapped? And you well, because uh, they got, still go to know, the blockade runner,
1: so maybe 3- three right. or R two grabs that or something. I mean, I don't know.
0: What what if you have, baby boy? Yeah, I don't know why that's a big term nowadays. My baby, baby boy, whatever the hell. You've got my <laughs> mind wiped, childlike C three P O who doesn't know anybody. Right. Right. And they they find you know, a copy of his memory on the rebel blockade run or whatever. So they give it back to him, but now he has the memory from the prequel area, but he's missing everything from after that. So he has I... no idea who Luke, Leia, anybody is, but he sure remembers Anakin and wants to know where Anakin is. Wants to know where Padme is. How, how's the babies?
1: <laughs> How did that go? <laughs>
0: yeah, where, where, where's the twins?
1: You know, honestly, though, I think and I said this back then when it was still a rumor, I think this is a fantastic idea because the droids are the ones who've been here through the whole thing, through all nine episodes that George Lucas has said all along. This is kind of their, they're the narrators. We're seeing the events of Star Wars through their perspective was what he said. So what better way to tie up the ninth movie by having the droid who's been there all along remember all of it, for the first time, and have him know the cohesive story, and he can almost recap the trilogy or the series through his perspective, just like Lucas said. You know, it's a perfect fit, and I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think it's great.
0: Hey, can, can I digress about something real, real, real quick, but it's Star Wars related?
1: You have 30 seconds.
0: Okay, so I keep thinking more and more about the next animated film or animated series that we can have. Yeah. And then I think the greatest idea that we can have is... Luke Skywalker, and Leia, and maybe she already has the kid. Right? So maybe she's <laughs> already kid. going Ben Sky... Right, maybe she already has Ben Solo. c 3 is the nanny. They're all going through the galaxy and having adventures, mopping up um, the remnants of the Empire. So you get Luke like you wanted, you get Leia as a badass Jedi, you know, uh, lightsaber wielder. You've got Ben Solo, Coo, Coo Coo and C-3PO. Oh, let me take care of the child. Right? You've got Han Solo still in there, Chewbacca, Lando, R2-D2, you name it. But what you do have also is Ahsoka. And you've got Ahsoka giving the knowledge of the Jedi Order and passing it along to not only Luke Skywalker, but Leia. And you also can potentially have her telling them about their father, her telling them about, you know, Bale, what she's known. And also you have the possibility for that Ultimate conversation to where it is Ahsoka and Force Ghost Anakin sitting down and talking about what happened. I'm done.
1: I think that's really cool. I don't think it's going to happen. Me uh, under Dave Filoni currently.
0: And uh, Dave Filoni's busy being uh, uh, yeah. chef. Dave Filoni apparently on the at, at it,
1: That would take a huge commitment. Uh, more than I think they're willing to give to the animated series right now.
0: Yeah, I, that's the other thing that, uh, you know, our good friend uh, Jeremy Manabite at uh, Star Wars Unity said is that there are other other Star Wars animated series in development. And I mean, you know, Jeremy, I love it, but yeah, we kind of assume that also. <laughs> you know, Star, Star Wars Resistance <laughs> is not going to be the end of, uh, of animated Star Wars. Um, but I would love to see. Obviously first and foremost well, I don't even know what first and foremost is. Huh. I want to know what happens with with Ezra and Thrawn. And if you could tie in somehow that sort of trip to the unknown regions to the backstory behind, you know, Palpatine and all that, that'd be interesting. But I'd like that story, and I'd also like, you know, we don't know what happens to our group, our core, you know, group of original trilogy characters after Jedi. You know, that's yeah. the area that has not well,
1: been touched. Well, it's going to be slightly touched in The Rise of Skywalker though, at the, the start of the movie. It um, will, but
0: again, again, from the rumors that we've heard, she's basically involved in, you know, lightsaber training with Luke.
1: Shortly after the Battle of Endor.
0: Right. She So you know that she's pregnant early on and that she kind of has to lay low for a while because she's pregnant. It doesn't right. mean she can't resume it afterwards and one of the well, images that i well hold on, hold on one of the images that i shared was you familiar with lone wolf and cub what what am i i, I do
1: speak fast
0: are you familiar with lone wolf and cub
1: i think so I, like distantly
0: it's it's uh it's a it's manga uh and also a movie um, I, think, I think I've think i heard from you
1: talk about it before
0: I, I, I love it it's amazing the samurai who has to take care of his infant child and he basically cuts down and kills you know all these people who are trying to he's like a ronin um, and, sounds and like they the his head. well yeah but it was first but right. you know we had heard that rumor originally with a Mandalorian and a small child I'm not seeing anything around it right now but if they don't do that there may be a way to go you know yeah. To have Leia, imagine Leia fighting with a lightsaber with a baby on her back. <laughs> she can do it all. <laughs> Lone wolf and cub can do it. Leia and cub can do it. Nice. Licking the babies, maybe the babies doing force chokes.
1: Well, that would make sense now, wouldn't it?
0: Yep, because he's a he's a Vader.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me okay, kind I'm of go to the. Okay. Well, no, it's, it's fine. You just went over your thirty seconds, but whatever. Um, it was here. It was. Um, apparently, Jason has also been hearing that the movie has a lot of fake-out death moments. Um, and previously, he mentioned that there was a familiar character on the ship that she shoots the Force lightning on. Apparently, that is Chewie. Um, and supposedly, he you're led to believe that he's messed up or dead or something like that. And he's not. No! Um it also says that uh, originally, Jason heard that Kylo was very involved in the Ochi's tomb stuff, uh, but now he's thinking that that might not be the case. Uh, he's wondering if Kylo's in there to look for them. So, like maybe he shows up afterward or something like that after they've already left. I'm not entirely sure. That's a, kind of a small detail, but it can help down the road with figuring other things out. Uh, he thinks that George Lucas did something with the Mandalorian, which is not shocking to anybody, I would think. He's He's got a hand here and there in everything these days, which is good, you know, but like with Solo, he was involved there and in The Rise of Skywalker, apparently, and all this. Um, he has heard different versions of Leia's death that has Luke and that does not have Luke. So at this point, I'm inclined to believe that the one that does have Luke is going to be the one that makes the film for numerous reasons, but... It's is not guaranteed at this point, but we went over the leak before where Jason said that Luke has like one final lesson for her or whatever. So I'm kind of leaning Here, toward that. <laughs> is that the lesson?
0: How, how to die gracefully or, or how to leave a good looking force ghost?
1: I, I, not necessarily a good looking, I just imagine how to work with the ghost. Maybe that's, maybe he talked to Vader before and he's like, look, this is how you become a younger version of yourself as a force ghost. Right. And he didn't have that conversation with uh, Ben or Yoda. So, Uh where are we? Oh
0: wait, wait, wait. Do we get that at the end of uh Do we get do we get that at the end of uh No? You don't think so?
1: I think it'd be awesome, but I don't think we will.
0: You okay, so you don't think that at the end if they're out if let's say it's Ray, Ray Skywalker, Ben, Ben Solo, whatever. They're on tattooing, they're looking at you know at the twin sets. Behind them it's like, Anakin, Luke, Leia, Obi-Wan, like... I think them, that would be... I think, think that would be, be a perfect overkill? way
1: to end it, because it's, again, the entire franchise ending, not just the current it trilogy. It would be
0: better if their faces were in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like, the tell <laughs> no. 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 Instead of like a baby in the sun, where the teletype is in the sun, it's like a smiling face, like I'm, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Scout. No?
1: Gives a slight and wink. Then, Hayden yeah, and, and Mark Hamill.
0: And next it's Mark Hamill. And next it's the And it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he morphs into, you know, Ewan McGregor morph into. And, uh,
1: and uh, Hay- uh, Hayden uh, looks over and he goes, My baby boy. And Mark looks over and goes, Papa. Yeah, yes. And you can hear their voices in the sun. No, not, not a good idea. Oh, you just read them out. Oh, yeah, no, it's not a good idea. Um, Apparently, supposedly, Jason's heard that Ray's parents might show up potentially as some sort of vision slash ghost sort of thing. Uh, again, don't have much more details on that. Uh, I don't her, know.
0: Her Palpatine parents?
1: It, well, parents. yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if that's supposed to be in the vision with the dagger or not. I'm not sure. But um, apparently some people have told Jason that they do not explain how Palpatine is still alive. But Jason does that. And I do, too, especially because I think Daisy Ridley herself said in an interview that they do explain how he's involved in the movie in the movie. So,
0: you know, uh, you know, Tim, you and I have talked about this or maybe we haven't, but, you know, damn well. There's quite a few things that you've said. So, well, there's a couple things you've said so far that are gonna piss people off. Oh yeah, you're getting upset that Ray might be a Palpatine.
1: So here's the thing. But but, but I, the I,
0: last the last Jedi lovers, the people who are like this is the greatest Star Wars movie ever, are gonna be po'd if we even get parents for Ray. Let alone if those parents are are Palpatines, Palpatines.
1: Yeah. No, but but the thing is, I've said this before, you know, half the reason that I like looking into these things, it's kind of twofold. One, for leaks and stuff. One is that I just enjoy the filmmaking process and, you know, it's something I consider doing for a career and all this. And I I enjoy that first, especially for things I care about. But secondly, because sometimes the story, it takes me, I need to adjust to some things, you know, for like Luke's whole... Plotline in the Last Jedi. Honestly, if I didn't know anything going into it, I would have had a much harder time liking that movie than I did. If I didn't have time to adjust to the concepts and ideas and think about it and all that, right? So I'm kind of doing somewhat of a similar thing here, where I saw the the, the benefits in the story of of doing that, but I, I still I, I just needed to work through some thoughts and all that. And I was thinking back to 2014, I think, when Carrie Fisher talked about how the entire thing that is Star Wars is about family and that's what it is. It's not adventure. It's not necessarily good versus bad or anything. It's just about family. And when I thought about it in that context, it's really helping me um, just a- adjust to the idea. I mean, we talked about it last time. I do like the idea of it being about you know choosing your own path and all this. I've always liked that. Um, but as far as like the quote unquote plot twist or whatever, at first I just thought it seemed kind of almost like low hanging fruit to go for something like that. Um, but I can see where it. Actually, could just push a story farther than it would without it. So I, I am better with that. It just, it just you I'm glad know, you come to I, terms with it. Well, I, you know, it just I, I got to process some things sometimes, and you know, get used to ideas and think about it because now that's just how I am. Um, let's see what I, I put a lot of thought into like art. <laughs> so, um. Let me see. We also have that Jason thinks that some characters are going to get the Han Solo treatment in Return of the Jedi, for example, Poe, um, and which is basically that uh, Poe's character arc concludes in this movie. Now, whether that not that means death or whatever, not entirely sure still, um, but that it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for development. Like he has his beginning, middle, and end in this trilogy. Um, Finn and Rose are a thing in this movie. Uh, oh, but throughout yeah. the film, uh, Finn has something he wants to tell Ray, but doesn't get the chance to, it might be Finn wanting to know if he and Ray could be a thing. You could, you know, what would you call that? Rin? Frey? I don't know. Frey. No, I, like I Frey better.
0: Just Frey. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Frey. Uh, it could be a thing. Uh, but Jason has been hearing that both recently and a while back. Uh, so supposedly this kind of plays with that too. Um. It's also revealed that potentially that Janna is Finn's sister and an ex-stormtrooper both. like They're both taken while young into the program. Um, he's trying to get that confirmed, not entirely sure yet, but in theory, um, he's wondering if there's a moment where Rose gets jealous because of their interactions, and that's when Finn says that she's just his sister, which is very reminiscent of Han, Luke, and Leia, but you know.
0: Okay. If any of this is true, yeah the last jedi lovers are going to flip the f out
1: for real you yeah, know absolutely the, the, the you know let just be honest about it this is not my opinion I, I know everybody has various opinions about it and everything but let's be real a lot of people weren't the biggest fan of her character in that movie uh i
0: agree I, Again, I,
1: I, I'm I'm not saying that if you do like her, there's a, you're a minority. I'm not saying, but just like, there were a lot of people who did not like her involvement with that, and I think it's bad. Like Kelly Marie Tran, I think is great, and, and I was when she was at Celebration, it was awesome with people like chanting her name and everything. Like like I think she's great. She deserves so much better than the community gave her. This community of ours, you know, but. <laughs> uh, I don't know how they're gonna handle it in this movie. Well,
0: if if okay, so basically in that show what, what Jason's saying is that is that Finn is in a relationship with Rose and right. yet still holds feelings for Ray. Right. And is interested or trying to see if she has the same feelings for him. Right. Also, Finn is on a mission with a woman who may or may not be his sister. But potentially, Rose is jealous of Finn and the woman being in such close proximity. Right. Taking it to another level, Finn's looking to cheat, and Rose is a jealous girlfriend. If you don't think that's going to cause people to just look, <laughs> be a bit upset, that that's what these characters have been sort of boiled down to. Like honestly, I, I'm sure I have faith that no matter what, it's going to be an interesting story. But breaking, you know, John Boyga down to like a guy who's trying to, you know, trade up, so to speak. Oh, I'm going to well, go from Rose to I'm going to get myself a Jedi. But, or, you know,
1: <laughs> we don't know I mean, what his status is with with this relationship. They could still be. Well, they could we still know. be, and they're like exploring if they want to. Pursue it or not, and he could be doing the same thing between the two of them. He could be trying to figure out between Ray and, and Rose which one he kind of would want to commit to. It we doesn't don't know. feel like we have
0: time for any of that, really. We only have time for things sort of like you know said in passing, but I, but either way, yeah, but
1: you can have a Poe and Finn conversation in 30 seconds that pretty much catches everybody up on that.
0: You could, oh, but see, here you go. You have a phone, and co- you have a Finn and Poe shut up, a phone, and Finn.
1: You I like a, that better, Poe and female. Finn. Finn yeah,
0: Finn and Poe conversation to where you know Finn's like, "Dude, let me tell you about my problems with my girl, man." So you've <laughs> got you've got sort of bros hanging out talking about problems with the chicks, right? Mm-hmm. And again, in today's current climate, eh, this is gonna be interesting if it's what happens.
1: Well, here's... uh, Honestly, anything that they touch with any relationships, the way that things have been set up to this point in the movie, somebody's going to be disappointed, whether that's because uh, Finn and Rose isn't a thing. Finn and Ray aren't a thing. Uh, If there are people who would be mad at Finn and Poe aren't a thing. We've been over this before. Like, like, no matter how it ends up, you're going to be upsetting two-thirds of the people, at least. If you
0: turn Finn and Poe into bros, that's going to be your problem. If you turn fit into a you know a guy who's looking for the next best thing that's going to be an issue if you just put ray i mean if you put rose on the sidelines worrying that her husband's cheating that to some people is going to change your character no one's going to be happy yeah and and i'm just going to grab a big bag of chips and a guacamole and just <laughs> watch it all unfold
1: but i do still think this is going to be a minor element to the movie so even though it might be annoying, I don't think it's going to be quite as much of an explosion at first. It's one of those things people will discuss two months after the movie came out no, and then get gonna, annoyed.
0: It's, it's going to start like a snowball.
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, let's see what else. I'm only trying to hurry because we are actually kind of pushing time now. But
0: God, sorry. How many? How long
1: are we done? We're, we're getting at about an hour. but you know. Whoa. It's
0: not long, Tim, by
1: the way. I know, we, we've gone on for a lot longer than that, but on other nights, I don't always have things to do, so, <laughs> no, 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 it's all good, obviously, this is I'm pouring important. another glass
0: of Pendleton whiskey from the uh, Pendleton <laughs> Canadian, I'm hoping to get a sponsorship, uh, blended Canadian whiskey, uh, the only reason I bought it is because I put it on clearance for $5 instead of 20 so.
1: You know movies, our uh, our sponsors yeah. haven't haven't stuck around. We've had two different people put in commercials for our podcast, but they're regional, only in certain areas, and uh, they run for a few weeks, and then that's about that. So
0: yeah, and then the company goes out of business because we didn't help them at all.
1: yay Well, way to get so, this new sorry, sponsorship.
0: Uh, you know, sorry, Fred's Mattresses. We didn't mean to break <laughs> things up for you.
1: So, still analysis podcasting. Uh. uh I don't know. There might be more information coming soon, pretty much, and that R5-D4 is coming to Star Wars, but he doesn't know, uh, or he he's not saying much else about it at this point. Okay, I think that's pretty much good for that, and then the other update that actually came out this morning, Jason put out a video earlier today, um, and apparently what he covers there pretty much just says that he does think that Janet is Finn's sister who broke out of the Stormtrooper Academy. Uh, Finn and Jana do go on a type of suicide mission to take down General Pride's superstar destroyer and therefore as much of the first order as they possibly can, which is, you know, a huge hit to like the capital ship, you know. Um, obviously, this is a big deal, and there's a, like a lot of stress writing <laughs> around this. Um, but that is kind of their mission at some point.
0: People they... are gonna be pissed. Here's the other reason. People are gonna be pissed that the only two black people in the uh, in the series of the same age are what related? Right. Yeah. You've heard it before.
1: Yeah, they have mentioned this when Naomi Ackie was announced. There, there was a conversation about that. They were saying when, when Finn, when John Boyega was announced, they're like, "Oh, it's Lando's son." You know. Right. There's always been that going on.
0: Everyone's gonna get mad. Yeah. And I'm probably this time I'm just gonna be like,
1: (laughs) No, but again, let's be honest. It doesn't matter what the movie is. A lot of people are gonna get mad. It's just about. Doing the best you can to serve the story as best you can. I think that's what JJ came to the conclusion of. He's like, you know, I'm just gonna tell the best story I can and roll with the punches.
0: Well then I also think that if you actually get people mad at it, you're gonna get the people who hated Last Jedi laughing their butts off <laughs> the people now angry. Oh, so so it was okay that we felt Luke's character was ruined by these revelations or his actions. But the fact that Ray has parents you're now going to get mad that her character's ruined? You know? Is this hypocrisy? Well, let's get over it, and now you can't get over the fact that this character is not in love with this character? You know? Right, it, right. It's going to be interesting to see how, you know, fandom reacts, because, you know, fandom's not consistent.
1: Oh, especially not this one.
0: <laughs> no. So, they'll 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 be mad at the same things they told somebody else to get
1: over. Absolutely. Like I plan on it at this point. <laughs> and, just... and now the people who couldn't get over Luke are going to be like, "Yeah, get over Ray, Deal with it."
0: So, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see everybody just, war against each other.
1: My my piece of advice though in all of this is if you find yourself really caring about this on one side or the other, try to keep the perspective and don't get lost in this because you don't want to get wrapped up in some sort of drama or controversy about this and lose sight of the fact that this is the episode nine, this is the finale of the Skywalker saga. This is a huge moment in movie history in the making that's going to be relevant for decades to come. We really don't want to get lost in a debate over an aspect of the movie and, and kind of, quote unquote ruin the moment, you know? So I'll just, I just have that as a suggestion to keep in mind once we get there in a couple months.
0: Yeah, I think when you're watching, ultimately, once you see the Ewoks on screen, everything else is not important. <laughs> exactly. If you see, it,
1: there's probably a controversy
0: it, over that. It, well, maybe, but if you dial it, from what I understand, if you turn the volume way up, you can hear what I'm going, yep, nup, in the background.
1: And I think you can hear what I'm going, yep, nup, two twenty-seven. It, yeah. Oh, I hope so. That'd be amazing.
0: You know, our our podcast the title is pretty much obsolete after uh, this the sequel trilogy.
1: No, it's not. Huh?
0: They only use it in the first movie.
1: Well, but they use it in the original trilogy, too.
0: Well, maybe we... That's true. Maybe we should rebrand ourselves, though.
1: We'll worry about that when we get there. We got to get to 150 next week first before we <laughs> worry about rebranding. Um... What else do we have we have that the Finn and Jenna are saved in the nick of time by the Falcon from their suicide mission with General Pride's superstar destroyer. Um, uh Jason did reiterate this morning that Finn is trying to talk to Ray and he cannot get any alone time with her. Um, so again, not entirely sure how that all plays out, but you can speculate based off of what has already been said and what that means um so there's, there's, a, no-
0: there's an update there was an update to that. Okay. Um, yeah. Every time he's trying to get alone time with Ray, he gets a text from Rose wanting to know. He says, he's "Where doing. are you?" Yeah, pretty much. And he's like, "God, <laughs> dang it!" And he's like, keeps putting her on on, you know, ignore.
1: Did and then the whole... <laughs> Yeah,
0: but then the other problem is the is that she gets mad. She's like, "Pete, put me on ignore." Did he did he just avoid my call? And so then
1: she it, gets it... she goes into hyperspace and like catches up to where he is with her tracker.
0: <laughs> yeah, she goes into hyperspace coffin. Shoots herself back to the Falcon. She shows up, and she's like, "Why are you ignoring me?" That's that's the whole, that's the whole thing. <laughs> they were gonna originally do that uh, as a one shot, you know, uh, movie short that they're gonna premiere on Disney Plus, but it didn't work with the timeline. So.
1: so they just stuck it in the movie instead. hmm Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Snoke's backstory is explored a little bit more. And it's kind of part of what leads Kylo to Palpatine. Now, something to keep in mind is that it's also been said that Palpatine's in the movie in about roughly the first 20 minutes. So you can kind of speculate based off of this that Kylo's just trying to to figure out what Snoke knew, you know, and and get the knowledge that Snoke had since he's the supreme leader now and just trying to take over. And in the process, he's like, what's this Palpatine stuff? And then kind of makes his way toward him at the beginning of the movie. Makes sense to me. Um, yeah. What else? Palpatine does something with his force lightning that does something weird to ships in the sky. I think this is a reflection of what's been previously leaked by Jason, that uh, when Palpatine's kind of rejuvenating himself, he has this like epic force lightning thing into the sky that brings down a resistance ship. I think that sounds similar. I think that's the same type of thing. Um, it could be different, but I, I could see that both of those statements relating to the same uh, incident in the film. And lastly, it says that Rambo 3PO is not really a thing in the movie. It, it, it does happen where like they quickly give 3PO all their weapons at one point. Um, but it's kind of a funny moment and it's not really a thing where like he goes in fighting or something like an attack of the clones. It's just more, they all dump it on him and it's a, a humorous image and stuff that they put on the poster. And that also makes sense. That's why Mark Hamill said it's probably a fan made one or whatever. Cause if it's not a big deal in the movie, he might not even know about it. You know, he's probably like, Oh, whatever it, That didn't happen in the movie because he seemed pretty confident that it wasn't real. And obviously it is. So that that also does make sense. I think that pretty much catches us up as far as uh, updated information, leaks, rumors, all that good stuff for the rise of Skywalker. I am anticipating uh, more to be coming pretty much every week. You know, we're going to have more to talk about whether that's, there are some force Friday things that are starting to leak. There's not really any, there's nothing groundbreaking in there yet to, be worthy of discussion or at all. But before you know it, we're we're going to be starting to have like the visual dictionaries in not that long. Um some uh, uh st- story notes, I'm sure, something to that effect going to come soon. like it, it, it's happening uh, as as if we don't already know enough about the movie, <laughs> but um I said this a couple of weeks ago, I still mean it like we're 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 in the sweet spot final countdown Christmas season for <laughs> We're getting ready with the, the Rise of Skywalker stories and leaks and stuff. So it's well, a good we're time. Less
0: than, we're less than two months away from, well, at the end of the year, we're going to have Resistance, Season 2, um, Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian. We've got a fair amount of stuff to deal with coming up.
1: Yeah. And also don't forget that the trailer slash tickets are going to be going on sale slash being released, being the trailer, uh, in about a month. We only got about four, three or four weeks, according to the rumor, until we are going to get those things. That's too early. Well, I mean, what, typically last year or the year, or not last year, was it The Force Awakens? They were, I want to say one of them was October 14th and one was October 19th, I think. I could be making that up, but that's just what comes to my head as far as the dates that the ESPN, Monday Night Football trailer slash tickets went on sale. Um, definitely a Monday in October. And I, Maybe the 14th is what's rumored this time. Is that? Yeah, that's the second no. week of second Monday of October and I think that's the current rumor.
0: So we just pick a, a Monday in October and say that's the most likely?
1: Based off of how the, the, when they did it the last time two times. And I think with Rogue One too. Please to stop. I mean, it's likely to be the case.
0: Well, I know, but still,
1: you know. I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> just, just don't tweet about it that so Mark and see it. Just DM all this stuff to me, and I'll be happy. Mark will be happy. Yeah, chill tell me, and I'll you know, be fine. <laughs> um, let's see. There were, uh, technically, there were, <laughs> we're not going to cover it because it's incredibly false. But there was a new 4chan leak today um, that was starting to kind of make the circuits a little bit. But again, I repeat, it was incredibly false. Um, and how can we tell? Well, because among other things, it talks about Rey using Kylo's new uh, lightsaber at one point, which folds in half. Oh,
0: jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it said there's an old guy in it who's played by Matt Smith, but it's not the Emperor. Now, um, the, the, funny,
0: the funny thing that's going to happen is if he's not in the movie at all. Matt Smith. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, at this point, why are, why is it such a a big deal?
1: Well, it's a big deal because they're making it a big deal. They're not explaining why there's such secrecy around him being in it. So the more like the more you hide it, the more you want to know. Well, why is it worth hiding? Why don't you just tell us he's in it, and we all go okay, and leave it at that.
0: I don't see why they're hiding it so much. You know what I mean? Like if he's in it, if he's in it, he's in it. Is he playing a young Palpatine? Is he playing a, a you know, a, a knight of Wren? What?
1: Ooh. Well, and that—that's why there's so much intrigue to it because you're right. Well, I he's guess, in it, then, but you know, but
0: to the average person on the street, nobody knows who Matt Smith is.
1: He's um, got a very yeah.
0: generic name.
1: <laughs> no, I actually think a lot of people know who he is. Really?
0: Okay, hold on. Hi. Hi, who's Matt Smith? <laughs> she didn't know. No, who's Matt Smith? Okay, but like... He said it's uh, Matt Smith. Uh, who, I, who's I do... Matt Smith? I... He's, our cousin. he's our cousin. There you go. <laughs> he's, he's my wife's no. Caucasian cousin.
1: I do the same thing with one of my family members, and I guarantee you, she's going to be like, he's the guy from Doctor Who.
0: Okay, but here's the funny thing. Like, I asked my son the other day, I was like... Tom Hanks, he goes, I don't know who that is. (laughs) See? (laughs) It was was an odd conversation. Matt Smith is
1: really well known, though.
0: Eh, Yeah, it depends, though. The thing is, if if you are a fan, if you are a fan of sci-fi, fantasy, pop culture, you know who Matt Smith is. Or if you flat out love his character on The Queen, or what is it, The Queen? On Netflix. The Crown? Whatever. Oh, I
1: think it was called the Crown. I think. Uh,
0: then you know who he is. But otherwise, or if you really liked him in that Terminator Genesis movie that I just referenced <laughs> earlier in the episode, then you know who he is. Otherwise, um, he's not or, anybody special.
1: Yeah, he's the most popular Doctor. I don't, I don't watch Doctor oh, Who, and I know me? that he's the most popular one. Fo- I think, popular think he's followed by David Tennant. Yeah, the two of them are the most popular. From what I've heard. Oh again, I haven't even seen this show. But I think wasn't I think again, I haven't seen it, but I already know I think that he was the longest tenured one, wasn't
0: he? More popular than the dude with a scarf. Let me see. Well you can just Google most popular Doctor Who?
1: No, Matt Smith popularity. <laughs> after, we're we're done after this, by the way, so if you don't care about this you can leave <laughs> Let me oh. tell you
0: though, if if I ask my kids right now who Benedict Cumberbatch is, they know who the hell that is. Good. There he goes. Noah said, "Doctor Strange," <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the other room. He's like down the hall in a room, and he heard me under my breath talking about Doctor uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's Benedict Cumberbatch. is Benedict Cumberbatch. Matt Smith is not him.
1: <sighs> There's so many words here. Thank you,
0: Noah. So welcome. Now put Benedict Cumberbatch in a damn Star Wars. There you go. Okay, Maybe all I'm, I'm saying so you, far.
1: Humbling? Oh, probably. I usually do. Um, Peter Capaldi it looks like was the one after him, which again sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, i not. The lady, I don't know. They're, the after that. they're not like, giving me stats or anything, but they're just saying that at first people were nervous because he was a nobody at the time, um, and they weren't sure about him doing it. But since then, he's kind of like exploded Beca- because of his Dr. Erhu role. All
0: right. I'm not saying he to be initially but...
1: aspired to be a professional footballer is what it says. Um, okay.
0: So did, so did ramsey Gordon Ramsey, but he's not in uh, Star Wars. Um... Gordon Ramsey got injured. I went into cooking and why I became a chef Uh, anyway so so here's the here's the deal Uh, for people who know him they'll be pleasantly surprised if he's in it but his role has to be Matt Smith worthy correct
1: well so what is that role is
0: that role a Palpatine flashback is he playing
1: well young Palpatine I'm inclined to think that this isn't the case because of the secrecy around it. But to be fair, Daniel Craig and Tom Hardy have been in Star Wars movies, and you would have no idea if you didn't know about this stuff. I I, I don't think think it's that kind of thing. Tom Cruise
0: wanted to be in there, right?
1: Uh, That sounds familiar. I think so, yeah. So I I don't think it's going to be that type of role, because again, what's the point of all this secrecy if that's the case? Um, But uh, the, the princes, Prince Charles and Prince Harry... We're in it, like yeah, in sync. They were in a technical. Well, yeah, they cut that though, didn't they? They're they're well, sure, but yeah, you know, but you might you know, as well have cut, you know, Samuel Jackson. Would... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit more uh, actually involved with the actual. Okay, but filming.
0: the scene, the scene where the guy slaps Poe in the butt,
1: who was well, that? Yeah, that was supposed to be Tom...
0: that was supposed to be Tom
1: Hardy. It was Finn, and yeah, Tom Hardy.
0: That scene's cut. Yeah, it's true. It is true.
1: Um, but no, so anyway, the point is, I don't think it's going to be that kind of role. Because, uh, again, what's the point of all the secrecy about that? They were advertising that, like, the princes were in it and all that. But... Um, we just I don't think we don't lose sight of that, though. Because I, I, it's hard. You know, they're keeping it secret. It's easy to get intrigued and to start to speculate about all this. But at the same time, we can outthink ourselves so easily. You remember when everybody was like, Dom Le Gleason, guaranteed son of the emperor in like 2013 or something, when they announced the cast, they were like, he's got to be. <laughs> and, or we don't even know who
0: that hobbit is going to be yet.
1: Uh, Yeah, um, Dominic Monaghan, or whatever, yeah. however you say it. We yeah. don't know who he is. Although, although thank you for reminding me, because I was going to say and I forgot. He uh, just recently, like the other day, canceled his appearance at New York Comic Con because of a film project that came up. So, with the news of all the reshoots, or not all the reshoots, but current reshoots going on for The Rise of Skywalker, I'm wondering if he's involved with any of it. I don't know. But again,
0: we don't even know what he's doing. And there is no... I think well, uh, we, what, we have a, an image
1: of him. I think he's supposed to be some sort of resistance person.
0: Okay, who, who's the guy Who's the guy playing... Uh, 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 oh, man, what's his name? The British guy. He's going to be... Uh, he, he's the starter uh, Richard... Player.
1: Richard, uh, Grant, Grant, Richard E. Grant. Yeah.
0: So Richard E. Grant, we don't even know how he makes his way into the his, story. Right. Like all of a sudden we fight Richard E. Grant. It's like, well, where, did, where, where did he come from? That guy was Warlock. With Neil it. and I, right?
1: i am seeing the speculation that he's kind of like an an Empire loyalist who's working with the First Order, so that when all this stuff with the Emperor kind of comes out and Kylo's like, we need to make an army and all that, he's like, oh, okay. Here's here's
0: the thing. These guys that have been living in the outer regions or whatever, if this is the rumor. And Richard E. Grant is one of them. What are they doing with their time? Like, I'm an Empire loyalist and I've been sitting out here for 30 years doing what?
1: I mean, who knows? Making some shiny red armor.
0: I'm waiting for the call, dog. Every
1: every three years they get new armor, trying to make sure they're up to date with the times.
0: Yeah,
1: fashion. Yeah.
0: Oh look, it's duckbill, it's duckbill uh, stormtroopers now. <laughs> time for you. <laughs> time to change it.
1: Although it really is going to be interesting with him in there with the rumor leak about Hux being a mole for the first order or for the resistance. Um, it's it makes sense that they got to have Richard Grant and there's somebody else to kind of fill that bad guy role if Hux isn't really going to be doing it the whole time anymore. Is there a Huxdemption? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's for selfish reasons or not, though. You know what I mean? Like, he could just be like, it. dude, he's like, dude, I hate Ben slash Kylo, I guess. Because he, he knows he's Ben Solo. Um, but he's like, man, I But he hate... was, like, spitting, spitting
0: about the, the New Republic and killing everybody. And he kills them all. And it's like, how do you not have, like, a Nuremberg Trials for this guy when it's all said
1: and done? Thanks. It's... It's Thanks. possible he sees, like, you know, I'm. we're not going to win this. <laughs> so let me see. What's his fate? Uh, uh, Christoph Waltz in a movie, and I can't remember right now.
0: Okay, yeah, in Bastards.
1: Yes, thank you. And he'd almost do something like that.
0: Okay, so, so everyone knows he's still a villain, but he is turning the tables for his own selfish ends.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Okay, rather than,
0: oh, my God. Uh, who is it? Hot buttered uh, callus. He's fantastic. <laughs> Even though he's killed tons of these people, his sideburns are on point, and he's my favorite character from Rebels. What do they call him? Hot callus or hot callus?
1: Hot callus. Yeah.
0: I don't know why I said hot buttered callus, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I'm on. I mean... I'm on glass... Glass three. No, I, uh, I, I don't. I don't think. Whiskey. I
1: don't think this would happen. But you know, it'd be hilarious. Is after Ben Demption, then Ben finds out the Hux is a ball. He's like, "What the crap, dude?"
0: <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. That'd be hilarious.
0: And here's the thing: I'm starting to see Ben Demption pop up more and
1: more. I am actually, uh, yeah, I am. And I that.
0: wasn't the one who started it. You know, I'm not gonna take that credit. But I think people are jumping on our bandwagon.
1: The two and eight seven bandwagon? Sure. Two and eight seven band shit. We, we,
0: we have a ton of pull. People <laughs> are jumping on the Ben Demption bandwagon. And the only thing I, I... what what did I tweet Ben Demption on the last one? Oh some random guy in a in a Kyle Ren costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. At this point, I'm ready for it. I I, I am, I'm ready for a movie that has been and Ray loving each other and falling in love and pissing off a ton of people. I'm ready to have a movie that has Finn ready to cheat on Rose while Rose sits at home and worries about her boyfriend and pisses off a lot of people. I'm ready to have Ray have parents who are Palpatines and pisses off a lot of people. I'm ready for this just to be like, Angry Star Wars, and I'm just gonna watch it and be like, Yes, no,
1: I'm not reality. even joking though. When I said there are gonna be people who dislike this movie just for the sake of disliking it because they want to be different, have their hot take, and be special and not like it, you know. I'm not saying well, if you don't like it, gonna you're gonna one sell, of those people, it's
0: gonna, it's gonna be a lot of clicks.
1: Well, yeah, so if, saying, you like, have... if you dislike it, it's your opinion, whatever. I might, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm saying there are for sure guaranteed right now already people who, no matter what. They're going to hate it just for the sake of saying, look, hot take. I don't like it because of this reason. And just to stir things up. Well, I guarantee you that there are actually people out there. Uh, I don't know who they are.
0: But I guarantee you that there are people out there who make YouTube channels crapping on Disney Star Wars that actually don't really have much of a problem with it. But know that I'm going to get clicks. I'm going to get paid for these clicks. So let me go ahead and build up my fan base that way.
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. It's the popular thing. It's you know, a popular the,
0: thing to hate the Game of Thrones finale. It's the popular thing to hate The Last Jedi. It's the popular thing to hate Disney Star Wars. It's a popular thing to hate Captain Marvel uh, for the MCU. Yeah. To hate the new Spider-Man and love yeah. Tobey Maguire...
1: Look, I it's love just... the Tobey Maguire trilogy. It's without going into details, it's like important to me as a person. Like that was a great thing for me. But the top like the current one, is fantastic. You don't need. It's not a war of the Spider Men or anything, or like Spider Man's whatever it is. Uh, Tom Holland is fantastic. This is an amazing series. There's no reason to compare it and start a fight with Tobey Maguire. Like, dude, let's just like them all. Cool. It's the whole
0: person to exist online. It's the whole reason to exist online right now. It's just to argue and fight.
1: That is true. You and I should argue and fight about something online.
0: Okay, we'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> anyway, that again, those are pretty much the updates as far as what we have for this week. We will have a lot more coming up here, especially in the in the coming. Well, I guess the remaining months. I'm expecting something every week, honestly, until the movie. So. It's gonna be an exciting time. Let us know if there's anything particularly you want us to be discussing. Like if you want more Mandalorian stuff or whatever, let us know. Because at this point, the main focus is on the rise of Skywalker, but Mandalorian is coming out first, and it's coming here pretty soon. There haven't been a whole lot of things to discuss about that, or else we would. Um, but if you know you want us to just speculate more about stuff or whatever, just you know, well, let us know. We'll do it. Um, well, I, I
0: think we're gonna be one of the podcasts that is the farthest behind on the Mandalorian.
1: Like I just think because of literally... the release
0: yeah I think it releases on a Tuesday every week
1: yeah and, <laughs> and we so cool you're gonna Mondays. hear
0: yeah, you're gonna hear us like comment on Mandalorian right before you watch or right after you watched the previous episode. so you'll be watching season two and we'll maybe hear later us talk about sorry not season two you'll be watching you'll be hearing us talk about
1: episode one while you listen
0: to episode two
1: although i do have an idea i was thinking about that because we talked about that before and i have an idea i don't want to promise anything so i'll talk to you real quick when we're done about it but i have an idea that might work with this so anyway i'm gonna talk to mark about super secret behind the scenes stuff everybody enjoy we'll be back next time see you have a great time bye
0: wow you're cutting it close aren't you bye everybody tim is uh over you
1: Uh uh-huh i love everybody